I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcripts of all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. One of my greatest realizations that came to me is how many people in this world are really followers of Jesus Christ. Once again, I turned to the Word of God to answer this revelation. Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. Right this moment, someone is saying, quote unquote, hallelujah to these verses. Believing with all their heart, they are amongst those that enter in the narrow gate. Most likely, though, they are sadly mistaken. Now, they are shocked by what they just heard or read. What right do I have to say this? Honestly, I have none. But it is not me making the statement. I am following the insights given to me by the Holy Spirit. The Comforter sent to us by Jesus Christ through his Father, our Creator, God. Now some further insight into the mentality of God. Luke 16, 14-15 Now the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, also heard all these things, and they derided him. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Simply stated, loving money, seeking after it, luxuries, fancy clothes, expensive cars, Seeking status here in this world is seen by God himself as something that is an abomination. How can I say this? 1 John chapter 2 verses 14 through 16. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love this world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and our possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. Peter says this about those that become born again and then soon after return to the world, which they said they were seeking to leave. Second Peter Chapter 2, verses 20 through 22. And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they are worse off than before. 
It would be better if they had never known the way to righteousness than to know it and then reject the command they were given to live a holy life. They proved the truth of the proverb. A dog returns to its vomit. And another says, a washed pig returns to the mud. Right now, the ones that got upset that their salvation may be in question are now even more upset. They are getting angry at me. However, I have shown Bible verses, the word of God. It is not me, but God speaking. They are getting upset with the same revelation that I have been given by God. Most in the world that profess to being quote-unquote Christian at this time, and as a matter of fact, for centuries believed they were one with God, but lived their lives like the Pharisees. Yes, you heard or read that correctly. Like Pharisees. What this means is that the majority of those that right this moment profess to being quote-unquote Christian are on the highway and not the road that is difficult. The first and smallest rapture is soon to take place. On that day, those that do not awaken to the truth, those that profess to being quote-unquote Christian and find themselves still here in this temporal existence, in shock, bewildered that God abandoned them and left them here. The thing is, they weren't abandoned. They abandoned God. They abandoned Jesus Christ. They abandoned their own salvation. Now, there are those laughing. They are saved. They will always be saved. They haven't been paying attention. I personally wish they would listen, for I do not wish for them to be standing here on earth, looking up in bewilderment as the last trumpet blasts, and they find themselves still here. However, I know this truth as well. Most will never acknowledge this truth. This is witnessed by what else? The Bible, the Word of God. Revelations chapter 7, verse 9 through 14. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with great roars, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings. And they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshipped God. They sang, Amen blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the 24 elders asked me, who are these who are clothed in white? Where did they come from? And I said to him, sir, you are the one who knows. Then he said to me, these are the ones who died in the great 
tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and made them white. After this I saw a vast crowd, too great to be counted, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. These are the billions that must and will die during the tribulation, after the first rapture, which marks the beginning of the tribulation in which those that accept Christ Jesus as their Savior will die. They now scream that Christ will take them and save them from this. They just called the word of God a lie. I will pause a moment to allow those that state it that they will be included in the first rapture, yet it is stated clearly that billions will die during the tribulation. Which is it? The Bible or them? Well, which is it? If you truly follow what is in the Bible, then once you accept Jesus Christ and once you truly read and study the Bible, then you would sell off your worldly goods and downsize. Yes, downsize. You would give up those things that are of this world and start gathering not worldly treasures, but heavenly ones. 1 Timothy 6, 17-19 Teach those who are rich in the world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up treasures as a good foundation for a future so that they may experience true life. Most will reject what has been stated so far. They will blame me because I am merely a human. They will reject all that has been stated because they are special. They are great. Nothing stated by me is the truth. They just called the Bible, Jesus, God, a liar. I have been led to say the following. Many churches are no longer that. They have become a social club dedicated to the glory of those that attend and not to whom it was meant to glorify our Savior, Jesus Christ, and his Father, our Creator, God. I personally care for nothing done in these buildings called quote-unquote churches. They have labeled themselves for what they truly are. Many look about them daily and are blind to what they see about them. They have forgotten that everything in nature we see was created by God. Many buildings that claim to be a quote-unquote church have welcomed sin openly into their pews. And they do not care 
for it keeps the bills paid and the doors open. So they can preach their false doctrines, claiming they preach the word of God when their actions state clearly the total opposite. Now understand this. Those that follow the Bible at this time, truly following the word of God, cannot leave sin alone. We cannot welcome it into our midst, not because we hate, but because we love. True followers of Christ Jesus cannot stand to live in sin, nor tolerate those that do. The key is a repentant heart. What does this mean to be repentant? Repent means change the inner man, particularly with reference to the acceptance of the will of God. Reconsider, morally to feel compunction. Compunction means a feeling of uneasiness or anxiety of the conscious caused by regret for doing wrong, living in sin, or causing pain, contrition, remorse. When you follow Christ, you seek with all your heart to end sin within your own life. You feel the love of Christ, and you desire for all to know and feel this love as well. So being his followers, we seek to have all feel his acceptance. But this can only be done by ending sin in their own lives. But understand this as well. Even though we follow Christ, we still sin. However, when we sin, we feel regret, pain, and sorrow to the core of our souls. We beg God's forgiveness and strive to end sin. Many times, God purges sin from us, and we never do them again. But there is always one sin that doesn't seem to go away. It is this one that plagues us until we leave this life. This one sin is a reminder that we live in corruption. We always strive to reject it and avoid it. That we must seek repentance over and over because we falter and fail. A never-ending cycle until we are blessed to be brought into the presence of our Creator, God. Most in this world do not feel repentance. Most live in sins that clearly states they will never be allowed into heaven. Yet they live in these sins anyway, believing they will be allowed in. This is the furthest thing from the truth. Matthew seven thirteen through 14 You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and the gate is wide for many who choose that way. But the gate to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. To ask someone that truly follows Christ to leave sinners alone is like asking a mother not to feed her babe as that baby screams in hunger. The affection is the same. We wish none to go to hell, but that is the default destination for all that have not asked Jesus Christ to be their Savior.
and then truly be repentant. True repentance means ending sin, especially those sins which will not allow any entrance into heaven. Understand that a majority of those that profess to being quote-unquote Christian do not live in repentance. For truly being quote-unquote Christian is one of the hardest lifestyles to live. For people will attack us, make fun of us, laugh at us. We strive to live a modest life, not in luxuries. For this, people will think us stupid and ignorant. They will think we control the actions of those that live in non-repentant sins within these buildings that have allowed sin to enter into them so they can excuse their own desires to live in sin. Time is running out, and the first rapture will be small, but you can still be in it. Repent. Accept Christ as your Savior. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember.